Good afternoon, everybody. MMANews.com here with you on a Sunday, March 21st, the Sunday after UFC Vegas 22. I forget the fight night number or whatever uh, they're using now. It's so confusing. There's so many UFC events. Um, but we keep track of them all here at MMANews.com, so you make sure you like, subscribe to the YouTube channel where these videos, along with our interviews and other content, live. Um, click the bell notification for updates and things like that. Um, we have our last interviews with Emmanuel Sanchez, who fights at Bellator 255. Uh, he faces Patricio Pipple for the second time, and, and uh, there's a pretty good interview there done by James Lynch. So make sure you check that out uh, at the MMANews.com YouTube channel. Of course, you can go to the website, MMANews.com. Follow me on Twitter at, at Carbazel, um, and check out all of our latest content uh, that we have. Um, before we get into all uh, uh, UFC Vegas 22 results, obviously it was a big – oh, fuck. I just realized I forgot my water. So get ready for a lot of throat clearing because I'm doing this uh, – I record this <laughs> through my live stream. But uh, anywho, um, before we get into the uh, uh, results from uh, last night's event with the uh, main event, Ke uh, Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland, um, a lot of news came out this week that we're going to get into, so let's let's jump right into that. Uh, I'll bring up our the MMANews.com homepage so you can keep track of the to the the top news that uh, happened as of uh, this past week. Um, and I, and there was some news that broke last night. Uh, you see, the top story is obviously it was during the broadcast. Uh, Fitzgerald announced that UFC 260 lost their co-main event supposed to be Alexander Volkanovsky versus uh, Brian Ortega. The uh, announcement from the UFC during the broadcast, they said, had to do with uh, COVID protocol, but um, Volkanovsky put out a statement, which we have up here at the uh, on MMANews.com. Uh, let's see if we have the screenshot of it. Of course, we do not, but uh, here is the quote. Uh, so devastated to share that I've tested positive for COVID-19. Volkanos, he says, and that the fight is off to be rescheduled. So he gives his end of things, tested negative, leaving Australia, negative before entering the bubble in the, the UFC's bubble. And then his latest test came out positive. So he had two negatives and a positive leading up to his path into Vegas. Uh, he continues, we have worked so hard getting ready for this fight, and I'm absolutely gutted this has happened. We followed every policy and process to remain COVID-free, but it wasn't meant to be this time. Thanks to everyone here in the States for your support since arriving and to everyone back home and around the world for your positive messages. To my fans, I'm certain I'll be bouncing back stronger than ever before. Um, and then uh, Ortega put up his video. You know, he's he's obviously not throwing any shade his way, uh, which is cool. You know, the it's, it's the times we live in and one of these things that happens. But, you know, you can't help but wonder what are we going to expect you know, with the UFC announcing uh, the Jacksonville event, Houston event, um, with fans in attendance, you know, you, now you have to wonder, is it really, are we rushing, you know, to, to have uh, uh, events outside of the safe zone, your bubble, you know, traveling around again, it only gives you so much time to create a new bubble in a new location. Um, these protocols aren't going away. Neither has COVID, for that matter, despite what the whatever your point of view is on COVID nineteen. 
Um, so you have to wonder this 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 news kind of puts you uh if you're a big fan of the UFC, which we know the MMA news.com readership is mostly big UFC fans, <clears throat> you can't help but wonder, um, you know, what are we what do we have to worry about now? You know what I mean? Um, which has kind of been the, the theme of the of the pandemic. Like what what's what else is going to happen now? So I don't know. I mean, um, you know, if you if you've been watching the news for uh, South Beach, uh, you, it looked like they they weren't concerned too much with the pandemic, even though they put a, a curfew in place and what have you. But um, I'm digressing past the fight news. So um, it is a, it is a hit, and it makes you wonder. Although we did have what was it? It was UFC 259, big the big ass card in the in the apex bubble. We lost nothing. There were no fights that were lost. Um, so that goes to, I mean, that's the, they've been using that for, a, we're going on a little over a year now or to a year now. Pandemic was declared March 11th. I forget how long the UFC took off before they came back. Um, and they started using the apex. But I mean, we're, we're at a year. So they've had a year's practice and uh, used to the protocols and stuff being in place there at the apex. So, um, Oh no, the the Jacksonville. I think that's the same arena that they're. Which Dana White kind of said he would do when they could, and it looks like they can. So uh, I guess we'll see, right? Well, I guess we'll see what happens uh, when they when they go back to the uh, that arena in Jacksonville. Um, something tells me we're going to lose a few more fights, um, which has been kind of the common with uh, everything going on. Um, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that event but uh you know it is what it is i mean you have to either either you try and move forward or or you 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 know you sit still and uh, let everything fall fall to pieces so um you know that's my take on it but um it is what it is and then uh the other top news uh, obviously uh what was it uh thursday friday khabib i mean it was they it's funny because khabib Nurmagomedov did a a uh Khabib Nurmagomedov did a, an interview after last night's event where he said, uh, here's a tw- uh, Dana White's tweet. Uh, <clears throat> he says, 100% officially retired. So apparently the the UFC, you know, or Dana White said it was official this week or whatever. But then Dana White was on um, the post show last. I'm sorry, Khabib was on the po- UFC's post show last night on the Arizona ESPN Plus. It's actually on YouTube now if you didn't get to see it or you don't subscribe to ESPN plus um, where he kind of said, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not a, official as of his tweet or Instagram or whatever that is. He was, Khabib said, he's, I've been saying it for mo- pretty much what we've all known. I've been saying it for months. I'm retired. I'm done here. Let's uh, move past it. And uh, um, you know, but the thing, uh, the thing that you should take note of, obviously outside of us and all knowing he was retired we're already seeing him, uh, you know, with his coaching. He's he he said, uh, "I'm not going to let the fans forget about me. I'm still going to be around in the capacity of helping other fighters." So he he said, "I won't be far from the UFC because uh, you know you're going to see him cornering guys. You're going to see him at events for other guys he's supporting." He was cage side last night at UFC Vegas 22 because obviously he was in Vegas, so he wanted to take in some fights because I mean, listen, when you choose uh, martial arts as your go-to like uh 
a hobby or, or I mean, if that's the way, like uh, I use myself as a best, best example. I, I, I've never done lifted weights when jogging or done pushups or anything else other than to keep, you know, to, for the march to, so I can be physically, you know, uh, involved in martial arts still. I don't compete or anything like that, but I mean, it, it's, it's my preferred physical activity. So when you're into it, you're into it and you're never far from it. You just may, may, you know, maybe less than what you do. And that's where Khabib is at. Um, so obviously we all know that his dad was a big motivator for, for the competitive side of things. And when he lost his dad, that, that was pretty much the, the end of that journey for him. And uh, I mean, who can blame him, you know, but obviously martial arts is part of his life. It's the same thing with George St. Pierre. You look back at George St. Pierre, um, you know, every time George St. Pierre was seen doing something physical, it was, is he coming back? Is he coming back? He's not coming back. That's just what he likes to do to work out. So, you know, so people uh, tend to grab onto to these uh, points of view that, that without just, I mean, you just have to pay attention to the source. He said it in the cage, I'm done. And he's been done as we all knew. So he's, he's done um, competing, but he'll be there in a coaching capacity. So it'll be pretty cool to uh it'll it'll be pretty cool to uh just see you know that happen um and what comes out of uh the uh students of Khabib Nurmagomedov it's funny I was talking to one of my training partners yesterday we were talking about they were talking about uh I know folks have have a, a thing on TJ Dillashaw and uh, you know what, what happened with the drug testing and stuff like that but TJ uh, before that happened you know if you're a fan T.J. Dillashaw was a, is a protege of Dwayne Bang Ludwig, who's a, who's a protege of Boss Rutan. So you always see those connections. It's, it's nice to see these lineages develop in the sport of mixed martial arts. You know, outside of you know, like um, with jujitsu, you could, you know you have to trace your your belts back to folks and stuff like that. So it's it's nice to see that becoming a thing in traditional martial arts, like you know, karate, jujitsu, whatever you have. You uh, it's nice to see that in in the MMA. Um, but um, so you know, you're, it's not like you're never going to see Khabib again. You're obviously going to see him plenty uh, with guy Umar Nurmagomedov, and, and, and I mean he's got he's got other fighters under that Dagestani camp that he comes from that fight in the PFL and Bellator, and 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 uh, you know it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, time in MMA to, in that capacity to see how far the the folks out of that vein of uh training under Nurmagomedov and how well they do in the sport of mixed martial arts not just ufc but all over because again they got they have guys in other promotions as well speaking of other promotions i mean i i know most of our news here at mmanews.com is ufc heavy but you know me i always like to tell you guys to keep an eye out for uh what's going on in the broad spectrum of mixed martial arts and one of the uh one of the events, I mean, there was Ryzen 27 last night, Cage Warriors uh, 122, where so Patty Pimblett, who picked up a win at Cage Warriors, he's lightweight. If he's not on your radar, um, you know, the light, uh, only the reason I feel like it might be delayed, like he'll, he'll probably be fighting at Cage Warriors for a little while more is because of all this COVID stuff. And it sucks how, how every time we talk about something that has to be inserted in, but that's the world we live in now. Um, but uh, Patty Pimblett, he's a lightweight pretty good lightweight out of uh, that fights in cage warriors. And if you're not familiar with cage warriors, that's, that's where, you know, uh, Conor McGregor came up and fought before he came to the UFC. That's where he came from. Patty might be the next guy 
that that picks up uh you know if if the ufc can get him involved in some fights and they need another lightweight but lightweight division is full of killers right now speaking which is what i'm going to jump into next um here we go so ufc 262 the other news that came out this week was that michael chandler and charles Oliveira will be fighting for the vacant lightweight title right to be the undisputed lightweight champion at 155 pounds in the UFC. Um, Justin Gaethje's number two, last guy that that faced Khabib Nurmagomedov. I believe, uh, I don't have the rankings up right now, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh yeah, they have him right there in the image. So Oliveira's number three, Chandler is number four. Um, when this news came out, and it always seems this like this keeps happening to Justin Gaethje, he's the last one to find out. Um, Justin Gaethje tweeted out that he thought he was fighting Michael Chandler on, on May 15th. And then now it's Oliveira versus Chandler for a title shot. I mean, <clears throat> it just seems like he keeps getting less left in the dust. If you remember for, uh, for his fights with Ferguson, it seemed like he was the last one. He did multiple interviews, uh, with Brett Okamoto and, and other people where he, he, it just seemed like he was the last one to know that he was you know, fighting for an interim title, and then, you know, now this. So, um, I don't know, man. Um, he's he's not the number two guy for no reason. And, of course, I'm a little biased. I've, I've followed Justin Cagey's career through World Series of Fighting um, when he fought to and became def- and defended the lightweight title there. And then when he transitioned to the UFC, you know, most of his fights he was the underdog. Um I mean, and yes, he loved. He picked up his. He actually picked up his first losses when he got to the UFC, but you know, he he doesn't he doesn't lose many in a row. He he comes back, um, and uh, the fight against the Fer- against Tony Ferguson is the best Justin Gaethje we've ever seen. And I know when he lost to uh, Khabib, then in the following fight after, but that's you know Khabib obviously proven himself to be a dominant lightweight. Um, you know, he said, Khabib said when he watched, uh, uh, the, uh, the fights that, 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 what was it? It was the Poirier McGregor card where he all the lightweight fights, Chandler made his debut and stuff like that. You know, he said that, that he was levels above those guys, which is nothing that would really bait him back to fight again. Um, but, um, you know, he gave Gaethje credit where credit was due. I mean, the hard, said that was the hardest he's ever been kicked in the legs by Gaethje. So Gaethje is not a guy to be a left hanging, but he seems to be left hanging. So I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean, it's starting to, I mean, uh, you know, you got to wonder like, like, like uh, you got a guy like Justin Gaethje, they don't call him the highlight reel for nothing. He's picked up performance of the night, but bonuses almost, almost all of his fights in the UFC. So, but they got to do something with Chandler and Oliveira absolutely deserves a shot at the title. So, um, but it's weird because uh, even Dustin Poirier, who is ranked above him, is facing the number six Conor McGregor lightweight. He's facing Conor McGregor for their big. Obviously, that's that's a big money grab uh, pay per view event. And uh, who are we kidding? You love it or hate it, but you're still going to watch it, and that that's pretty much why it's happening. And uh, I mean, Jesus, I'm going off on a lot of rants, but I can't help it but say, uh, you know, when you look at the UFC rankings. The UFC rankings have always come under fire. And if you look at who watches them and who ranks these guys, um, 
a lot of the so if you're not unaware of how UFC rankings are done, it's members of the media, right? Um, and if you look at the names, uh, which they're out there, you can search and see who does UFC rankings. Um, you know, a lot of them are folks that cover boxing or even pro wrestling more than mixed martial arts. And uh, it's evident even when you look at, uh, at like last night, there was boxing on the zone. Uh, some of those people were fully tuned into boxing while this UFC Vegas 22 was going on, yet they still have a say in the rankings that are that are going to be put out this coming Tuesday. So, I mean, if the rankings are used as a tool for matchmaking, um, then there's there's something to uh, be looked into there. Um, I know folks have uh, have you know various opinions about the media having uh, opinion and rankings, and then if you look at media these days, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just fans. You know, you don't have Woodward and Burns as much as. Some folks try to be, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're fight fans. They're still watching the fights, and, you know, they have fight like myself. I just went on a thing about defending Justin Gaethje. So, I mean, if, 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 if you ask it, for me to write something objective uh, about Justin Gaethje, it's going to be my opinion either way. So it is what it is, but it's, it's where the sport is now. Um, again, I'm not talking shit like I'm not going to tune into any of these fights because, of course, I'm going to tune into all of them um, because at the end of the day, we still want to see the possible fights that come after, right? All the fights, all the possibilities that we can be made. I mean, and especially, uh, I am, I'm not, uh, not a, a, a big fan of Michael Chandler. I love his. Uh, this this fight is actually pretty good. I wanted to see Chandler Gacy more. Um, if you follow the podcast i do i was asked about that uh we had a ringside physician to, to go over all the covid protocols and all this news of them traveling around um uh, doc lucas on the coast to coast combat hour and uh you know if you, you can see my face light up with the possibility of michael chandler versus justin gaethje i mean mike uh justin gaethje versus any of the top five guys is going to be interesting to me um you know because again i'm a fan so I'm digressing, but uh, that's the news that we came out for future events. And then uh, if we go back so we can look back now, I think that's all the top news that we have um, as we scroll through. So let's get into last night's event. Uh, pretty good ESPN night because uh, it was on regular ESPN. Um, you know, it's funny. I got to say uh, uh, <laughs> NCAA wrestling was on before they moved over to ESPN. So usually, if you follow me on Twitter, because um, I usually do live tweet the uh, the events, and if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I always kind of complain when there's like basketball or something else on that that runs into a UFC of uh, start time. But uh, I didn't mind. <laughs> I didn't mind the NCAA wrestling as a, as somebody that's a fan of combat sports. Hey, you could you could. That's actually probably. Uh, you'd have to look at ESPN's rating numbers and stuff, but that's probably not a bad segue. I mean, put more if you put more wrestling on ESPN and 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 the, you know, moving into MMA, not a bad segue at all. I didn't mind that at all. Um, but uh, uh, ESPN two, and then it moved into ESPN, and I, I think uh, the you know, like I said, the the fee. I didn't mind the re I didn't mind some wrestling. Uh, cutting into my MMA because, uh, you know, it's all part of, it's all part of the, uh, mixed martial arts as we love 
and know it today. Um, so, um, interesting, uh, overall the card, you know, me, I'm a fan of finishers. We had a, we had a nice, uh, some nice finishes last night, man. The, especially the knockouts. Um, uh, before we get into the whole thing with the, the main event went to a decision, which is, I kind of saw it going that way. Funny. Uh, you know, I didn't put anything past Kevin Holland, but, um, might as well, might as well close this thing out. This bothering me. Um, might as well get into that before we go through the rest of the card with, uh, the time re remaining. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I would, I didn't pick against Kevin. I didn't actually make my decision until that day. Uh, I, I put, uh, I put some monies down on the main event. I picked Derek Brunson to win by decision, which, uh, my little chump change. I mean, <laughs> he was plus 350 on DraftKings and he won by decision. So, um, the only reason was because, uh, watching, going back and watching Holland tape of tape of Holland's other fights, including, so when Holland beat Jacare, I didn't put anything past him. Like if he won last night, I wasn't going to be mad. The kid is definitely talented. I like that uh, Kung Fu promo they showed. So it shows that he's got some uh, traditional martial arts training on top of his MMA training, which is probably where his punching power comes from. And we saw that in round, what was that, round three, where he landed a couple of shots that shook Brunson. But, uh, you know, uh, the thing that made me change my mind from Tuesday when I was asked about that fight on my podcast versus that morning, um, so I had watched enough tape and highlights of, of both men, um, was what we saw, the wrestling and the control. Uh, you know, Kevin Holland does wind up on his back a lot. Uh, I think if you fall victim to the talking, because the Jacare seemed to be having fun with him when he, when he got popped, um, I think if you fall into that game with any fighter, uh, that's that that you're going to lose it if that's what they like to do. So that's that's Holland's thing. He put a thing on social out because obviously the criticisms came after what happened. Um, he put something out on, on on so I know ESPN shared it where he he said he's not going to stop talking or whatever. But he's a young man, you know. Um, the thing about it, if you look at how Kevin Holland got into the UFC. He was uh, Dana White's contender series. Dana White didn't want him because of the talking, right? But uh, when things started happening and logistics, you know, fighters started falling out and you had to look for alternative fighters, uh, this is how Kevin Holland got into the UFC. There's a Kevin, if you look at the story, Dana White says, call Big Mouth. That day, Dana White calls him Big Mouth. And he came up on short notice, notice to fight Tiago Santos and did all right, didn't do bad. Um, and last night he lost by decision. So, the, I mean, uh, you can't fault him for, for the, the talking. The thing is, because he's a young man, if that's, if you look at the, if you look at the, the, the age we live in of social media marketing and branding and stuff like that, he's going to do more of it. If that's what, you know, he's, you know what I mean? Like why, as much as the, the, the martial arts instructor trainer and stuff like that in me, it, it says time to to and, and other people said the same thing too bisping and, and felder during a broadcast <clears throat> um uh when you're losing it's time to, to to toss the gimmicks out the window and focus on what's happening in the fight but he didn't seem to do that um i mean there was points where he could have turned it around you uh, it looked like there was uh, there was an obvious advantage for holland on the feet which is why brunson 
being the veteran and, and more seasoned mixed martial artist, not only did he ignore, he did not play Holland's game of the of of you know jumping into the chit chat uh, while they were on the ground, but he continued. You know, he just focused on his game plan. He saw the the, the wrestling and ground and pound was what was going to win him the fight, and that's what he did. So you know, that's uh, at the end of the day. I think I've said it more on this on these Sunday submissions in the past. You know, when you're a martial artist, whatever your discipline is, the the goal is to make your opponent fight your fight, not the fight that they want to fight. Um, and that's what Derek Brunson did. So kudos to him for the win. And um, listen, uh, I, we all have our criticisms, but uh, I, I, I even tweeted last night um, in, in fighting, at the end of the day, no matter what your gimmick is to, that makes you popular in the UFC's eyes and the, and the fans' eyes where they're going to, you know, you, once all that is said and done, and this kind of goes back to Justin Gaethje too, because Justin Gaethje's thing just put me in the cage and let me fight. He's got no, he does he's not a trash talker. He doesn't do anything funny. He's not making funny videos or anything like that. You know, he just comes in. He and he either wins or he loses. And at the end of the days, at the end of the day, the wins are going to ultimately count. That's why Gaethje is still ranked number two. You know, he he might not get, be getting a booking. But when uh, when these fights play out with Poirier, McGregor, uh, Oliveira, Chandler, you know he's still going to be standing there as as somebody that cannot be ignored. I know. I think Rafael dos Anjos said he'd fight him, and I I, I guess if if you're going to uh, he was ranked number seven last time I looked, um, you know if something's going to happen there, uh, Gaethje has to make a business decision. Does he risk losing his top spot fighting dos Anjos, or does he? wait and see what plays out but uh, i'm you know that's that's not that's not last night that's in the future but um it does relate to you know the point i'm getting at is uh you know gimmicks are good for a little while but you still have to win fights when the when the cage door closes so uh he's a young man i'm sure he'll uh you know figure something out him and his team um uh so last night how many how many we had one two three four Five, six KOs, six knockouts or, or uh, technical knockouts, which, hey, makes for a nice pace of events. I mean, if you discount all the commercials, that P3 <laughs> dancing bald guy commercial started getting on my nerves after a while. But uh, Bruno Silva, you know, the, the, the buys, if you look at um, uh, Cheyenne buys and JP buys, married couple on the same card. Made for a nice story leading up to the to the fight, but unfortunately they, they did not walk out the winners last night. So uh, uh, JP buys versus Bruno Silva was the first night of the first fight of the night kicked off the card, um, and we got a uh, 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 obviously uh, Mister Buys got knocked out second round by Bruno Silva, so uh, which made for a nice way to start off the night because then the Montel obviously we had the Jackson. Another one with Jackson versus Strader coming uh, right after that. And then um, the Giles uh, Delize went to a decision. Then we had another uh, uh, the Grant Dawson's knockout of Leandro Santos was crazy. Because if you see this right here, as we have the results at MMAnews.com, full results, 459 of round three. It was... Uh, Last minute, I mean, uh, I, I think the I think he was winning on two of the judges' scorecards anyway. But to get a finish like that at the very end, that that definitely uh, made for a highlight. And if you watch that uh, that fight, the impact of those shots, it was. I mean, it, you know, 
probably due to the half empty apex or what have you, but it was definitely it definitely sounded like like Dawson's got some some superior power in those hammer fists. And it doesn't help when you have your head up against a mat and uh, uh, someone with power is just coming down on you. His mouthpiece came out. It's pretty uh, concerning to look at, but you know, they got him up and stuff like that. Another big knockout was uh Tai Tuvasa over Harry Hunsuk Hunsucker, who uh first round finished knockout. Um uh Hunsucker showed some nice combos before the you know the counter punches of Tuivasa came. Um short night for, for Tuivasa. So I would imagine the quick turnaround for him if another if they need another heavyweight, he's in Vegas. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um this bantamweight fight with uh, Adrian Yanez. I mean, I know, listen, Yanez has definitely got some thunder in them hands, but uh, that third round, that th- you know, the thing is with Lopez, too, I actually I had him winning by decision. I'm a fan of Gustavo Lopez. If you watch Combate Americas, and, you know, that's where Lopez, uh, he, put in his, he put in his time there, and he's somebody that, that can definitely grind out a victory if he's not getting a finish. And um, I actually thought, I, I kind of thought that was going to happen up until Obviously, that that third round knockout, Yanez, somebody's he's got the he's definitely got timing and, and things down where he can just pop in a finish once he once he feels uh, enough from whatever his opponent puts out. Um, interesting featherweight bout with the women, Montserrat Conejo versus Cheyenne Baez, Mrs. Baez. Um, they went to unanimous decision. Uh, Conejo, she did those rounds two and three in the in the scarf hold position. Um, there was a sub attempt there, uh, which, uh, not for nothing. Cheyenne by is pretty tough folks giving her, uh, uh, crap for, for, uh, listen, if someone is, is good at grappling and in that position, one thing, especially keeping that position, um, it's not as easy to get out of as folks who seem to be, you know, because uh, you know, with the thing that happened afterwards, I mean, they're, they're folks saying that 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 Conejo spit on her. Conejo said in the post fight press conference that she did not. But you know, it's one of those things where you know, uh, with with losing the fight and 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 all the adrenaline and emotion that comes with being in in an exchange with someone like that, you know, it could be a mistake in case of something. There's a lot of video. Now people are out there doing like uh, you know, uh, magic bullet <laughs> videos, rewatching it. Um, but uh you know that position it's it's it there she was doing every she was doing all the right corrections to try to take the back and reverse the position but uh if you if you know anything about conejo you know she she's a i believe she's purple belt under 10th planet um so she's no slouch on the ground she knew what she was doing uh and rather than i mean she went for a couple submissions but she knew that was a dominant position she's obviously good at it and she followed as as uh, Bias tried to circle her hips away to do the back take and things like that. She followed her, which is what you're supposed to do. So, I mean, she was just the better. Uh, she, she knew where, where she could win the fight, and she was better there. And that's what, at the end of the day, that, I mean, that's how she picked up the W. I would I would imagine we're going to see more of her. Nice to see some, uh, uh, as a Mexican, it's nice to see some Mexican fighters pick up some Ws in the UFC and, and put more Mexican mixed martial artists on, on the map. You know what I mean? Because... Uh, We've already got it. Uh, we've already got boxing locked down. <laughs> um, first round knockout for Max Griffith over Song Kanan. Um, that was a rough one. Uh, you know, Kanan's head hit the cage on the way down. So thankfully, he seemed all right. But uh, I mean, the, some rough KOs last night. But um, 
that's pretty much it. I already covered the the main event and all the news of the week. Uh, I'm a little over on time. My apologies. We always try to keep it at 30 minutes, but um, lots to talk about, man. It's lots to talk about and lots more coming. So um, March 27th. Uh, let me look at my calendar here before we cut away and let you guys get about your Sunday. Uh, March 27th. I believe that is a, uh, that's the next UFC pay-per-view, but there's also going to be on NBC sports, uh, XFC's young guns, um, which is on NBC sport. That was supposed to be at XFC 44, but they switched it to young guns. They had some issues getting the fighters from Canada to, uh, I forget where that's happening, South Dakota or someplace, um, Oklahoma, I forget where, Kansas, I forget where. But, um, you know, they have their bubble there, but with the COVID stuff, uh, the tournament fighters that are in Canada, which is quite a few in the XFC, uh, they're having some issues getting them to, you know, get here and get the, the tournament moving forward. So it's going to be a complete Young Guns card, new uh, younger uh, fighters with probably less than 10 fights altogether on their record. Uh, Christina Williams, who fought in Bellator, she's going to be there. Uh, Austin Bashi versus Mason Icobellis, I believe, is going to be the main event for that. Uh, so it's going to be a busy, busy, busy March 27th. Um, if you're going to try to watch both, I would recommend, you know, like taping one and watching the other or flipping back and forth. That's what I'm going to be doing. And uh, I'll be live tweeting it all. <laughs> so, um, Thank you so much for watching this. Uh, again, make sure you check out the results for uh, and the upcoming news for the UFC on MMANews.com. Um, if you want to follow me during fight night, that's uh, my hashtag, at Carbazel on Twitter. And, of course, uh, where this video lives on the MMANews.com YouTube channel, make sure you like, subscribe, click the smash the all that shit or whatever the hell the youngsters say. <laughs> and uh, I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for watching this if you watch this on on the any of the live streams or catch it later on on, on the mmanews.com youtube channel i'll see you next week i'm tapping out that was sunday's submission